That was good. We have... <laughs> well, we'll get to it. But uh, welcome to Stat Rats. This is a podcast for intense discussions on meaningless questions. My name is Jacob. I am joined, as always, by my brother, Ethan. Ethan, say hi. Hello. Our friend, David. David, say hi. What's happening? And longtime friend, uh, guest, fan of the pod, Myrie Miller. Myrie, say hi. Hi. I'm <laughs> so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're uh, we're happy to have you here as well. This is a special edition episode. This is the Spy Kids episode number one. Might be the most <laughs> intense discussion on the most meaningless question. That's true. So we all just watched Spy Kids. Who wants to start with kind of initial thoughts? Ethan, you go. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. This is one of my favorite movies as a kid. Um, there was so much I remembered. Uh, there was also so much I didn't remember um like the sharks when the sharks were asleep i completely forgot about that entire scene all right it's well, controversy we're gonna this get is to something that. that i wanted to bring up because <laughs> i didn't get the sharks because i watched it on stars whoa different version so this was a we talked about this before but there was a tiktok where somebody posted the video of the shark sleeping was like i don't remember this this never happened <laughs> and it turns out that the sharks were added to the netflix version and seemingly some other versions but yeah. like the original DVD version did not have the sharks. So I got the original version. I was waiting for it. I was like, I hope I don't get the shark version. And then I saw it. I was like, what is this? Why? <laughs> I was like, is this supposed to tie it into the shark boy and lava girl universe? Like, what is this? What is the reason? I wasn't sure if they were trying to like avoid because originally in that scene when they are so also to just give people context if you haven't watched Spy Kids before <laughs> you listen to this episode probably go back and watch Spy Kids. You'll thank us um, later. Yeah, but when they're going into Floop's castle, there's they go underwater and in the original one, David, correct me if I'm wrong, but like they're just like, oh, the water's really warm in here, Junie's like, sorry. Sorry, I, no, he says, peed. quote, sorry, I peed. Yeah. So I was like, maybe they're trying to avoid, like, pee humor. But then they do that anyway. Like, they just extend the scene and they have more of that in the shock version. So I don't really know. They, they I don't know what the reason was for replacing it. Yeah, because I remember very vividly the line, I'll never pee again. That After so that funny. scene, I was like, that makes sense. That was there before. But everything else didn't make sense like did they need like a longer runtime? that was not in my version so yeah how did it go they just so they, they drop out of the plane right yeah she goes it's they're swimming carmen says it's warm in here Junie says sorry i peed they come up and they see the thumb thumb and he's like oh my god a thumb thumb a real one that's it that's uh, the whole scene okay i got so you. they added like a good three minutes yeah no they added like an entire deleted scene huh I don't Okay, well, I don't know why, but... So, wait, wait, when was this added? Because the CGI clearly looks like it's from 2001 or whenever the movie was I, made. <laughs> I looked this up at some point, and it was, it was like, always... Like, they recorded it, and then I think they cut it from the movie uh, okay. originally, and then they added it back in the, like, post-release. Okay, okay. So, so, like, Netflix was like, we need this filler scene, and we need to, like, make sure it looks like 2001 CGI. There was some, there was some contra there was controversy. I remember. I don't remember the controversy, but I remember there was some. Wow. Uh. <laughs> I felt like the movie definitely held up a lot. Um, you know, I think any movie that you watch from like your childhood could be bad. When you watch it now, this is a pre nine eleven movie. It came out March thirtieth, two thousand one. So we're we're just before the twenty anniversary of this. Wow. So 
I would say, I don't know if we should maybe save this for the Spy Kids 2 episode, but Spy Kids 2 does not hold up nearly as well. Don't tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) That was the movie. Spy Kids, so my personal thing was I was always Spy Kids 2 over Spy Kids 1. I thought Spy Kids 2 was incredible, and I stand by that. But when you watch Spy Kids 2 as an adult, you're like, man, I bought into a lot of things that are just not, like... I could see that being true. Yeah. The opening yeah. scene of Spy Kids 2, the like president's daughter doesn't want to come down from the roller coaster. Yeah. And Junie's like, I'm level two in the OSS. I can order the president to speak. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think the kid who's level two can Dude, order the to, president to Talk to, to Edward anything. Snowden, bro. You have no idea how the intelligence uh, community that's works. That's true. I have no idea. But I, I have a hunch that's not how it works. Fun fact, the OSS... I was just going to say the OSS is the original name for the CIA. That's true. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where that came from. What are we going to say, Myri? I was going to say everything that you're saying is after watch it, rewatching this film. Like Film, let's call it a film. 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 Everything you're saying about what's ridiculous is about Spy Kids too, but that is the beauty of Spy Kids. This film is so camp. I could not deal with it. I was like, this movie is either terrible or a masterpiece, and there's no in between. I think everything is incredibly realistic in this movie. I I could not point to a thing that is not realistic in this movie. What was everyone's favorite gadget? Oh, Oh, great question. That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. I like the jetpacks. But that's just pretty, yeah, simple. The gumball. I mean the uh, gumball. I mean, yeah, Junior the crayon really is too. The... the crayon that the uh, the acid crayon was cool, right? To break the mom out. <laughs> Junie spams the gumball in in Floop's castle. He everything is just gumball. Right. Yeah, yeah. he goes a little overboard. Um, I think my favorite gadget is uh, silly string, also known as instant cement, which is just that was yeah. very moves. funny. <laughs> that one. It wasn't that effective though. It was not effective, but it but was they're super they were strong. Like, Those kids are like cement yeah. and just silly string all over the place. It was great. Like if it was you, you or I, like I would have definitely been caught in the silly string. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. I've struggled <laughs> with silly string in the past. <laughs> it's concrete. Okay, question. Question one here. Do, does anyone know what the budget of the movie is? If you know, because you looked it up. I did not. Know. Does anyone want to guess? You know, I Wikipedia'd Spikers just before this because I was like, I feel like it could have come out around this time and then that's when i saw the 20-year anniversary but i didn't look at the budget but it was right there i feel like if you want to guess budget and box office um did this movie even come out in theaters sorry film did this film come out in, th- in theaters <laughs> yes because i remember going to globe internet which is like a i guess now it's like an old cinema um but they used to have double features so i remember i didn't even know what spy kids was i went to go watch atlantis um, and it was like a double feature with Atlantis and Spy Kids, and I think maybe Spy Kids was first. So for me to sit down for, and there's an intermission between, so to sit down for like four hours to watch that, I was super into Spy Kids, and then by the time Atlantis came around, I did not understand what was happening in that movie. It was so confusing for me as a six-year-old. I mean, And I was like, I don't care about that, now I'm a Spy Kids fan. This is essentially <laughs> like going to a concert, and the opener is better than the, re- the person you showed up to see, and you're like, I'm just a fan of that person now. That's what happened to you. That, that was my experience. Yeah. So yes, it came out in cinemas. I my immediate guess is like around 150 million. Um, that's isn't that? I feel like that's like Iron Man level. Maybe yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think you're actually right. Um, I was I, gonna say the budget. I think is like 
sub a million, like a million or less. No way. It's definitely more than a million. Definitely. De- Dude, they had Antonio Bandaras in this. George Clooney made an appearance. Uh, my, they had the a fucking uh, um, machete. The, oh, the, the yeah, ma- eye mach- black that he takes. Well, a machete is in everything. I can't imagine he's expensive. No, yet. no. I feel like this is like the... but like We can get a cameo from him. Machete is in everything, I feel like, from 2003 on. You know what I mean? Like, this is right, 2001. So- this launch is machete. This is what makes him, right? So I... I- <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a podcast where they interviewed Danny Trejo. Um, so he got his start doing boxing in prison. He was just a boxer in prison. And as a result, caught the eye of like a guy who was recruiting stuntmen and then basically got a job as like a stuntman in movies. But like his work ethic paid off that he just started expanding into other roles. I think Spy Kids is one of his only children's movies. Um but then he reprises his role as Machete in the movie Machete, and then the sequel yes. Machete kills, right? Yeah, shared universe. Yeah, shared they were doing it before Marvel. <laughs> um, so he has a very interesting story. If you're not familiar with Danny Trejo's story, very interesting. But I don't think he was an expensive get for Spy Kids. No, yeah. So what do we think? Also, George Clooney wasn't as big in film at the time, right? He was coming off of TV by at that point, I think. I, I read something like that, Maybe. and it's like Spy Kids launched his film career. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to say that, <laughs> but. Well, and Antonio Banderas, like, this was, like, tail end of Antonio Banderas. Like, this was, like, it's almost like Vin Diesel in Pacifier, right? Like, when he's, like, done doing the real movies and he, like, takes a role in a kid's movie. But still, yeah, it's, like, I'm guessing it's in the tens of millions. Okay. Of dollars. Mari, you want to guess, eh? You know, my first thought was 102 million, but I'm scared now. For box office? No, no, I think that's a good guess. Budget. I think for budget. <laughs> All that You know, CGI. we always do say to to go with your gut on this, but yeah, we're always wrong, so there's no there's no wrong answers. Yeah, you're not it's up against answers. too much here. <laughs> I mean, I want to say 283 box office. That's a good number. Okay. Could be 352. I don't know. And budget, I'll say. God. 86 million. <laughs> I'm okay. good that. I, th- yeah. I think Ethan's talked me up on the budget number a little bit. I might go a little bit higher, but I, I would say it's it's like 2.5. Like they, I mean, a lot of the CGI was just a green screen. So I don't think they like spent on special effects. Um, but so- based on just the makeup, budget must have been crazy, bro. Did you see all of those tunes or whatever they were called, right? A lot, the a lot of money. The, the, whatever the thumb, they're called. The thumb thumbs? They're all thumbs. I don't know if you guys no, know the other the, ones. No, the disfigured people, the OSS agents. Oh, the OSS. Yeah, I mean, that's just probably... I, I can't imagine that. <laughs> it's just a costume. It's like 50 bucks on Amazon. I don't know. Um, it seemed like a very immersive world. You know, they probably did a lot on set design. The virtual know, Everything room. just felt so cohesive. I think it was a lot of money. I, I David's definitely talked me down, though. I'm going to go, like I guess, in between David and Mark. I'm going to guess... 15 million for the budget and i'm gonna guess like yeah like 200 million for the uh, box office i can't david you didn't guess box yeah i haven't guessed box office i would say it's like 55 i think it made a lot of dvd money sales but i don't think this was like a huge Ooh, that's a good point yeah all right i'll die i'll give the answers right away the budget y'all were all a little bit off it's 35 million dollars oh okay um so they spent some money on this they spent some money it was cheaper than it was than it would have been apparently because the special effects he like didn't hire um robert rodriguez the writer and director and 
he also got a special effects credit because he didn't hire a supervisor for it. So he was doing a lot of this stuff himself, I guess. I don't know exactly what that means. You can kind of um, see it. But there's a yeah, there's a, an excerpt on, like, a quote from him on the Wikipedia page. And the box office was $148 million. Wow. Well, they stretched that budget because it looks like an $86 million <laughs> movie. <laughs> It was very, uh, the technology is where they really spent the money on, right? To develop that kind of technology must have been insane. Exactly. Uh, Robert Rodriguez lives in, in Austin, and so they did most of the filming in Austin. That's where they filmed the house uh, for the wedding, their, like their home. Some of the shots they did down in like Chile and the Bahamas. I think they shot a couple things there, but most of it was in Austin. They, they like converted something in an airport there, like a big, big old airplane hangar to... A big sound stage so they shot stuff there as well that's very cool um one of the one of the questions that went through my mind when i was watching this was at first like i think the very beginning of the movie especially maybe the first third of the movie is very very campy like <laughs> like the the intro wedding scene and like all of that stuff it's like how do you like so you know the question that went through my mind is like how do you uh how do you get like a movie studio to make this movie right how do you get this greenlit um, but I think that it's a really good, like, I think that it's actually a pretty simple movie. It's just kids that are spies. So it was probably very easy to greenlight. And I think the, the people who greenlit it probably did not know just how fucking campy it was going to be. Like how they were like, I think it was not, I bet it was not billed as like, as weird as it ended up being, if that makes any sense. This I mean... is a strange pick for favorite scene, but when they get the mission they're gonna like go save donnegan and they are in the car and they're like yep all right and then they like do the hand clap thing and the car launches into the ocean coolest fucking Unreal. thing in the world <laughs> for real yeah i have that has car turned into submarine like i wrote down a couple of notes for the first like 20 minutes before i was like i'm just gonna watch um but i remember that scene very vividly that was one of my favorites and for a long time i thought you can just put a car into the water i didn't think it would fill up with water pretty easy um, right you just turn the wheels yeah. out and then spin them this way yeah I don't, I don't i don't get why it's an issue but um yeah that and i thought it was interesting that the plot for how they met is basically mr and mrs smith right yeah yeah essentially david i know you're a fan I, that a big came out mr. four mrs. years smith. later yeah no I, I feel like mr and mrs smith kind of jacked that whole concept now that you mentioned it yeah and the incredibles You know, I see it at the end. I have a lot to say about the influence of this film because I was like, this is just like The Incredibles. You know that scene, Um, obviously the beginning, and um, the scene where Junie is like, and there's the two like thumb thumbs coming towards him, and then he goes up, and then it crashes. That was Dash, and then also, I was like, when they go underwater there. Exactly, and there's that scene as well where Dash is running on the water in Incredibles. And when I was looking at Floop, I was like, he's just he's Willy Wonka. And like I didn't realize when I was young, obviously, but you know, but this came out like pre Johnny Depp Willy Wonka. And may I be so bold to say that I think he inspired Johnny Depp because I'm looking at him; he's inspired by the 1970s version. And you just see him, he's like, hello, my children. All this, this, like he's pre, like he is Johnny Depp before Johnny Depp did Willy Wonka. I think that's a good point. So basically Spy Kids is all of modern cinema. 
Yes, and Danny Elfman did the music. Who yes, does Danny Elfman work with? Tim Burton. Ah, uh, okay, Case yeah. Closed. This is very Tim Burton-esque, yeah, like some of those things, um, everything being like out of proportion like it is sometimes in those movies. Um, those are all really good points, though, yeah. I thought that it was... Uh, I, I got Incredibles vibes from the scene when... At the end, when they're like Dan, before Danny Trejo joins them um, at Floop's Castle, and he's saying, "All right, you take a hundred. I'll take the hundred on the right. You take them on the left. Whatever." And then Danny Trejo shows up, and they're like ready to go. It's like incredible. Danny Trejo shows up. I'm like, "Don't you make spy equipment for your job? Like, come in with a gun. Like, have any <laughs> level of bring the gumballs with you. Like something that's going to help us out in this situation." Because you're just coming in through the window. We have no idea how you got there. Bring something with you. So, yeah, that's another thing. The castle is, like, in the middle of an ocean on, like, a cliff, right? So, like, if he bashes through the window, where is he coming from? There's not, like, a outside to bash in through the window. He basically, I mean, he must have, like, dove from a plane. And no parachute, yeah. No parachute, yeah. So it, there's no idea where he came from. Same thing, the scene right before that, where they're, uh, they, when they turn Minion into multi-head Minion... When yeah, what a he's name just for like, him, by the way. where's monk. your, yeah, monk, where where he's like, where's your wife? And then she just pops up out of nowhere. And then he's like, oh, and your daughter, she pops up at an, where are they? He's like, I didn't from? see you there. I know. <laughs> didn't see you there. So I just question the physics of this world. <laughs> I feel and like that's, that's okay. like most movies, though, is that type of, uh, you know, it's not too serious. Like, everybody can fly around. Like, you know, in real life, it's impossible to, like, fly. But, like, you know, shoes with the rockets or whatever. Like, everybody's got them. It's, like, no big deal. It's, like, the kid sees them on the playground. I want a pair. It's, like, you know what I mean? That's just the world. That's that's the world I want to live in. You know what I mean? We should be striving for the, ki- the Spy Kids world to become a reality. No, this <laughs> world is too chaotic. complete chaos Robert Rodriguez's world is absurd camp and chaotic Uh, the capris that Carmen is wearing for a lot of the movie I don't know I I was into the idea that she was wearing capris like the outfits that they wear yeah. I did not notice that, but I noticed that Junie wears the Converse, so that's very funny. Talk about ridiculous oh, yeah. scenes. When they fly the jetpacks into a major city area, fly into a store, four thumb thumbs wearing backpacks fly into the store, and then a clothes cart flies out of the store, and not a single person bats an eye. Nobody yeah, is even remotely faced. Chaos! <laughs> this and then. They put on new outfits, steal at least a couple hundred dollars worth of clothes, walk out the door, and then get no, on. They didn't steal trolley. it. They didn't. They had. They got. Carmen took the money, right? She took she all just, of but, the money. But for some reason, do she like doesn't know checkout. what it's worth. Yeah. yeah. She, yeah you think, you think she went they into line to pay? Well, but she yeah, paid, I do. They showed you paying. They they showed her giving like hundreds of dollars to the taxi driver when they drove to Michelle. That was after, though, right? Yeah. She yeah. also destroyed all the merchandise she sent into the street. She That's probably true. just gave them, like, how much? It was probably at least 10K that was, like, just sitting down there. She probably just gave them all the 10K, and then I thought that she had done that, and I thought that she gave the driver all of the foreign currency, which is why she didn't know how much it was. Okay, right. All right. That was, sure, my, sure. that was so, what I thought happened. But the end of that scene, they walk onto the trolley and then just, like, join up with that random couple, and the, the woman is like, yeah, yeah, daughter. That was weird. I If I was in that situation, I'd be like, who the hell are you kids? It was pre-9-11. Parents? It was it's a true, different time. Things are different. I don't think it was that different. Kids just showing up and being like, I'm your kids now. I think I'd be like, whoa. 
Well, when if I saw some thumbs in the streets, I would be like, sh- like shit's going down. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be precedented times. Ethan, do we want to guess at the Rotten Tomatoes score and the Metacritic score? Ooh. Ooh. I don't know if anyone else looked this up. I didn't look it up, but I feel like if it's lower than 100, people are lying to themselves. Rotten Tomatoes has the audience and the critic score. Are those so two separate scores? So I have very strong opinions on you've, Rotten you've Tomatoes. You've spoken about that. Yeah, on the, about the way Rotten Tomatoes work is that people rate the movie, and then based on if they rated it good or bad, it aggregates all of those scores into how many people said it was good versus how many people said it was bad. So if three people said it was good and one person said it was bad, it would be a 75% of Rotten Tomatoes, regardless of the score they gave it. But if I watch it, I have a binary choice of good or bad to vote. Right. That's what Rotten Tomatoes is looking at, a binary choice. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's how many people said good versus how many people said bad. Whereas Metacritic is rate this at 1 to 100, and then we'll average all those numbers. Right. Okay. But so, but doesn't run to, my question though is Rotten Tomato? I thought has that score for critics. It and separates for it, right? So there's there's how so many critics thought it was good and how many uh, users thought it was good. Right. So what number do you have, Jacob? Or do I you think have critics because that's the one that they usually show. But I'll double yeah. check. Okay. Um, what kind of critic film critic is watching this movie, boy? I have the Robert Ebert score as well, which if you don't know who that is, he's a well known was no. a well known film critic. Okay. I feel like Spy Kids has a relatively good Rotten Tomatoes score. Because, like, Fast and the Furious is, like, a 30 on Rotten Tomatoes, which is just asinine. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. But I feel like Spy Kids does a little bit better than that. So I think it's in, like, the 60s. Ooh, okay. okay. Ethan? I don't know. Um, Ari, do you want to talk? I'm not sure, really. Um, You know, I'm not sure that the people who... <laughs> were critiquing this movie, knew the majesty of it. Um, so I want to say, but I do think that they might give points for originality and how the youth have responded to it. So I'm going to go with a very gray 68%. It's probably close. This is but I think, Metacritic, I think Metacritic is going to be lower because there's some people who are going to be like, this movie stinks and put zeros. So I think Metacritic is like 59. Metacritic is based on only 27 reviews of the movie. Ooh, interesting. I don't uh, I don't listen to the haters, so, you know, if it's not in 100, I don't care about it. Right. <laughs> Objectively, the movie's in 100. We all agree. Oh, my gosh. I don't think it's that high on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's closer to like a 40-something. I think it's higher than Fast and the Furious, for sure. I think it's a great movie. I just think that, like, I'm always blown away you just by don't how have faith many in times. Right. <laughs> I, I think there are a lot of great movies that don't get great ratings. You know what I mean? So, like, I think this is one of those. I have a bone to pick with Rotten Tomatoes generally, which we've talked about, and that's <laughs> fine. But I I think that the people liked this movie generally. So I think I'll just agree and say it's in, somewhere in the high 60s. I can give the answer. You all ready for the answers? Or do you all want yeah. to guess at Metacritic and all this? Okay. So the it's certified fresh. The critics Ooh. gave it a 93%. Wow! 93! <laughs> out, out of 128 um, critic reviews, the users, which is like 400,000 plus people, it's at a 46%. So, so it's not, not as well liked. Wow, people are idiots. Wikipedia <laughs> rated it, said it was well received because um, it was like a family comedy 
and it like did well like it did well in that genre it wasn't like gross out humor it wasn't just like for kids like we enjoy it now clearly and i don't think that we enjoy it necessarily just because of nostalgia that's very i true. think that it is yeah. genuinely good there are yeah, some jokes that movie. i definitely didn't catch as a child that are absolutely hilarious when he throws the thing at the thumb thumbs and they can't catch him he goes they're all thumbs <laughs> incredible Why did I incredible <laughs> they're I mean... all thumbs they can't catch it's a classic joke <laughs> Oh, sorry, I want to go back to that scene when Machete breaks through the window. I think that's one of the best lines in the movie where um, Judy's like, We need one more. Yeah, when it's like, There's 500 of them. We need one more. Yeah. No problems with the plan of 100 yeah, each like, when they, they couldn't one. fight two versus two. They're now suddenly going to be able to fight off 100 each, but they need one more guy to fight off 100 each. And Jacob, to Jacob's point, maybe Machete could come in with, like, a single gadget that could help him in the situation. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got it. A hundred. Roll I up with an pissed. EMP. It's like right. he's making anything, apparently. They he invented the third brain, but no EMPs to see. <laughs> oh my I completely God. forgot about the third brain until I saw it. I Like, they said the third brain lives. And I didn't even remember what that meant until we started to see it in the scene. Oh, uh, my sister and I had... Uh, it wasn't actually a third brain, but we had a thing that looked somewhat like a brain that we would steal from each other constantly. And we just kept saying the third brain limbs to each other for years. Years, we had a third brain that we were stealing from each other. That, um, the third brain, like, the scene that really got me was that this is super top secret, so fucking important, that they have to discontinue the work because it's too, it's too powerful. And Antonio Bandera gets away by putting in his pocket and smashing <laughs> a fucking pocket. walnut. <laughs> no, was it a walnut? I thought it was a walnut too. <laughs> Some type of nut. nut. I'm not sure what kind of nut it is. I was like, how is this how he gets away with stealing this and keeping it? Like, Let me tell you, I wrote that down. I have notes. I was like, the walnut is brilliant. <laughs> this is just to, amazing. Just to mention it as well, uh, the Metacritic score is 71 out of 100 based on the 27 reviews and roger ebert gave it a 3.5 out of 4 which is that's pretty good. good for him yeah damn good yeah um another joke that i just wanted to mention that i thought was fantastic was at the end when they're demonstrating the robot army and gradenko says to mr lisp she goes have a seat mr lisp oh my and she god goes, yes. he goes it's pronounced lisp <laughs> That's that was very funny too. That was very oh, funny. On another well. level, people can't write this. They can't figure it out. The names were great to me. Gregorio. Mm-hmm. Ingrid was the mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And well, Junie. But then like uh Donagun. Right. And I was just like, they're all like a little bit off. I don't know. <laughs> just a little they're close. Well, and Donagan uh, is like the villain of the second movie, so he we see more of him going forward. What? The second one? Spoiler alert. Steve Buscemi is not the villain. No, he's he's not a villain. He's the hero. Yeah, (laughs) he's a victim. He's, I mean, he's a synonym for God. It's fine. We can get into it. (laughs) We'll save it for the pod. Save it for episode two. That's, uh, those were the, those were the critics. Those were all the numbers that I had pulled together for the episode. I mean, um, yeah. I'm going to say something that's as absurd as the movie itself. I did not know that they said the word Spy Kids in Spy Kids. <laughs> How? <laughs> they said it so many times. But it's it's like he calls the little robots Spy Kids. But then They're the also spy, spy Kids, kids. are also, they are Spy Kids. Yeah, it's great. 
Okay, let's take a quick break. Maybe we should just get back into let's, it. Yeah, let's get back into it. Okay, Myra, you were asking... Favorite line. Yeah, what's everyone's favorite line? Yes, so I wrote down a few. Of course, I wouldn't say it's my... F- this one I have to say because I remember it vividly. Because maybe it was in like the ad when it came on TV, but the, mm. I'm not your uncle, when he says that, I'm like, yes. So I'm not your uncle is a recurring joke, right? Because no one is, like Machete's their uncle, but he keeps saying I'm not your uncle. <laughs> Felix is not their uncle, and he keeps saying I'm not their uncle. They keep going back to the wall on that one, which I love. Yeah. David put that in our, the, like our stat rats chat today. Yeah, I texted in the morning. I said, I'm not your uncle. Uh, Hannah was just bringing up the line with Minion when he's like, That'll be Mr. Minion. That now. was probably yes. my favorite line. <laughs> yeah, like, that was actually probably my favorite line. <laughs> I think another line uh, that I sent as a GIF like a few days ago was, uh, "My parents can't be spies. They're not cool enough." That was Carmen at at her best. There are also yeah that line. There's a lot of things where I remember relating to it as a kid and like thinking it was hilarious. Um, oh. Like basically anything Junie did, yeah. Like Comedy the, 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 the toilet scene where he takes he, he takes a shit and there's like now flushing, now flushing your, your poop. He's like, yeah, Incredible. yeah, incredible. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, but that lunchbox scene or whatever it was still killed me. I don't know why. When he's like um, cuffed to like the steel box and then he just hits it against the wall. I don't know why. I just <laughs> laughed so <laughs> hard. I love the interaction when when Floop turns good and he's like, I have to reprogram them. And then they explain to him, it's just a binary switch. None of that makes sense. And I love they go back and forth just being like, you just got it. And he's like, but it's not that simple. And Junior just goes, teach them to be good. And they run off. Fantastic. He's like, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I know some... you and I do. As somebody who knows nothing about coding, I could tell you, to me, it seemed very believable. Like, this is how things could work, for sure. I think that I would say most computer scientists would say that that's 100% how it works. <laughs> I just love, like, Robert Rodriguez's, like, he just refuses to explain things. Like, he doesn't want to explain, like, how to reprogram them, so he doesn't. And then, with the whole um, Gregorio and machete but it's like why are we fighting and he's just like i can't remember and i was like that's perfect he just <laughs> avoided any backstory and people are like um, okay another somewhat minor plot hole um the tiny cameras you can't see how do you put them on the wall you can't see them like you don't you, i mean you're sticking your finger in a bag just like hoping for the best what if you no take, like, but three? they they did they did look like you know, you caught, they showed you a glimpse of one of them where it was like, you could kind of see it. And I was like, I think Junie couldn't see it in the first scene because it was like directly facing him. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you're looking at it from the side or something, I think you can see it a little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But uh, I thought all the performances in the movie were great. Like no one was like a bad actor in it. They were all pretty good. I mean, I have a controversial take. Arguably, Antonio Banderas could be the best actor there but in that movie he was one of the worst I mean, hear I me think out he did what 
He, I think he did what he was I, looking I, to do. I love him. Go but on. Th- there was some doubt in his voice. Like, I don't think he believed the universe as much as Ingrid, Floop, <laughs> Machete. <laughs> like, there was some sort of, like, I'm in a kid's movie acting that he was doing. He's worked with yeah. Robert Rodriguez in the past. Um, yeah. He had, Robert Rodriguez had a movie where it was, like, full of vignettes, and he was in one. I haven't seen it. I don't know what I'm talking about. I saw it from Wikipedia. But, like, they, they definitely know each other and stuff. Um, so maybe he, like, knows him from all kind of serious things. And so this was maybe a bit of a harder shift. What was going on with his mustache? Like, does he have a mustache in the so, movie? Because no, it's his the mustache disguise. is the disguise. Which <laughs> Always. We got to talk. We'll, we'll talk about that. That comes up in Spy Kids, too. Because Ingrid's parents are not a fan of the mustache or the disguise. So we'll get back to that. But I actually think that... I agree. This is not Antonio Banderas's best work, but I would say that we should give him credit because in Spy Kids 2 he commits entirely. I think that he didn't he didn't realize what he was a part of in the moment, but he was able to recognize it after the fact and that's why he was able to commit to it in the second movie. And that's really the the true sign of greatness is Growth, so everyone right? makes mistakes. It's how are you going to readjust? Uh, similarly <laughs> to, to Dwayne The Rock Johnson in the Fast and Furious movies. He didn't fully buy in in Fast 4. But by Fast 5, he was, or whichever one he joined in. By whatever his second movie was, he was all the way in. By the time, by the time he was time flexing, he's in, his right? Yeah. Exactly. Once he's flexing out of the cast and picking up the minigun off the crashed helicopter, that's where he's bought it. That's the moment. Uh, oh my God. You know, speaking of Antonio Banderas, I'm thinking of... This couple, I believed all my life, you know, people look back and say like, oh, um, the whole Disney couple goals, like ideal, um, true love. And then I was watching this. I was like, it was never about Disney princes and princesses for me. This is what I wanted. <laughs> the it was Gregorio and Ingrid. <laughs> Gregorio and Ingrid's relationship. I was like, things came back to me. It was like Celine Dion, like it's all coming back to me now. When they had the wedding and they put on the parachutes, no hesitation, jumped into the like, boat. The boat yeah, that was, was like, waiting. This is wrote that down. <laughs> the boat was waiting. Also, they're holding hands, and Ingrid had her arm out like this, and then her parachute just opens up. So did it into a heart? Perfect. Pull, come on, because she didn't even have to pull the string for that the parachute to come out. It's just that's trust. That's real also trust. the next scene, which is when she goes downstairs, and they both open up their little spy consoles. I also love she has a track. He doesn't Antonio Banderas yeah, doesn't have the, the track's track, cool. but she has a track to roll her chair back to him to be like, what are you working on? <laughs> I awesome. noticed that. And I, was like, I don't remember that. Cool, yeah. I wrote that down. There's they basically they each have their chairs, they each have their little consoles that they hit buttons to open up. And then she also has a track that she can roll her chair back and forward on, but he does not have one. It's I don't not, know if that was bad. Um, I'm not sure if that was like a just a mess up of like production and like they meant to not have that be seen. It's very clearly intentional. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, Alan Cummins was awesome as Floop. That's his name. Yeah. 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 He sold it. He's he, he did. Yeah. He I only feel like I know him from what else is he Santa in? Claus Two, X Men. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He oh yeah, X-Men, he plays. You said? He's an X Men. He plays. 
um, Nightcrawler. Yeah. Oh, the original X Men with like X2. Storm is okay. Yeah, Storm is like Halle Berry. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Monk is minion is great. Obviously, I've also feel like I've seen Mister Lisp in other things. I don't remember what, but he's in stuff. He looks like the generic white man, dude. I couldn't he, tell you anything. He looks like he'd be like him. a like in a James Bond movie as like a supporting actor. His voice was very distinctive. Like there's something he says. Where he's like tear them limb from limb. Yes, when the tear them limb things from are coming limb. in. Yeah, and I don't know why that seemed like that audio, or whatever, like that line stuck with me because I heard it. And I was like, oh yeah, I I remember him saying this before. I don't know what it was. One of my favorite lines was when they were like, "You hesitated," and it's like, "I had to." He's my son, and I just think that that delivery. I think it's when like the little robot version of the son came in and like beat him up. <laughs> And it's like, you hesitated. I had to. He's my son. <laughs> I just really like that delivery. He's also in Terminator 2, the faculty. Charlie's he was the Angels. bad guy in the Marine, which is the John Cena And the Marine. Yeah, classic. 2006. That, the Marine is a deep cut a little bit. If you were a fan of wrestling in like 2006, John Cena was the head of that. And then he also came out with a movie called The Marine, where... His girlfriend gets kidnapped. I think that's Elizabeth Banks. I might be wrong. And then uh, the bad guy is Mr. Lisp from Spy Kids, and he has to like fight to save her. Another just it, it's Kelly movie. Kelly Clarkson looks like he's probably the girlfriend. I don't so know. So maybe like it's not Elizabeth Banks. Like the singer? Uh, no. Kelly Carlson. Uh, Carlson. Yeah. That's, yeah. There we go. She's from Nick Nip Tuck and. A bunch of other movies I've never. We're heard. all on IMDb at the same time. Yeah, she's in Monk actually, so there's some crossover back to uh, Mr. Minion. What Spy Kids uh, sales, like the search for Spy Kids, jump after this episode drops? <sighs> so when I, I went, feel on like to we Amazon, have that song. Hi. When I, <laughs> when I went onto Amazon to try and find this, I like searched Spy Kids, and I guess it's the maybe it's the algorithms, but like the first thing that came up was not the show. It was like camping equipment and stuff, and I was like, maybe I buy some spy gear. You know what I mean? Like, I had well, David has spoken about this before on the pod, but I had like a spy thing where it would shoot bullets at you, uh, like it would motion detect. Oh, and I had another home, one right? that was just a loud yeah. yeah, I remember. Oh, those. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we were big. There was a toy store down the street from us, and whenever we like, whatever it was, I don't remember what the occasions were, whatever, whenever we like won the favor of our parents and they were like all right we're gonna get something from the wellesley toy store me and my sister would go in and we would go to the spy toys section and we would get something so we had a lot of these things like glasses we had like a little spy kit we had everything it's great my myra do you remember watching this as a kid i was obsessed with spy kids when i was but a did kid. you did you go to watch it at globe or something or did you watch probably it like on DVD or i don't know i think I was a different person after I saw this movie. So I, I can't remember how it happened. You know, just like when you're born, you, don't, you, just, <laughs> you just kind of appear like you, you don't remember Life-changing events, from. really, yeah. yeah. The past exactly. doesn't matter. All we know now is this, Myrie. Yeah. I saw it's a tweet or a TikTok that was like, I don't remember being born. I just woke up at four years old in the kitchen. I saw that. Like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was reborn. <laughs> Respawning. <laughs> but I, I want to bring up something really important. And it's the use of photographs in this movie. 
I don't know okay. how I didn't bring it up earlier, but I never noticed this as a child. You see, from the beginning, when they were when they were sent to kill each other, and they have each other's photos in their like their clothes. Also, he reaches in and grabs her photo of him. I think like he's like, I know where this is, right? And I'm just gonna take it. And then he shows her the photo he has of her, and then sends her elevator off, and then they fall in love. It's I mean, it's an amazing history. story. Yeah. I mean, Isn't that like, how everyone wants their relationship to start? That's what I'm I saying. Want to be, I want to be sitting at a restaurant at the foot of the Eiffel Tower, cheersing <laughs> across the restaurant to my date. That's where I want to be. Sitting at the same table? No, 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 no. Across the, the wedding ring. The wedding ring that yeah. he like, slid across the rail. If sometime soon Hannah doesn't slip me a dossier that is like how she should, that she's just been assigned to assassinate me, and she's, there's a gun pointed at me under the table, I'm going to be pretty upset. So. But then there was a photograph of them on, of like the mother on Antonio Banderas' desk, and then there was a photograph of them at the safe house, which was obviously like important for the plot. And then that there was, was, a that picture. was how they found the third brain. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a picture of Machete and Floop. <laughs> so that you knew that they were like in cahoots together at some point. I don't there know, was also was the, so the picture of that Machete. That was definitely a and big Antonio exposition Banderas. device. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, why did she take this photo? Like, the only reason is for the plot. Like, well, she it had said no machete on, it said machete on the back, and then all of the gadgets said machete. So she was like, who's this machete guy? We got to find him. Uh, okay. TikTok idea, the, the photographer during the wedding and Spy Kids while everyone's getting fucked up, like, taking <laughs> pictures <laughs> of the album. I saw that, I was like, the photographer's you know, taking like this. flying around. Oh my yeah, god, when it flew through and it cut off the fucking things, I was like, that is what should happen, yes? That's and how they, it should work? <laughs> they literally also just outran a helicopter to jump to the waiting boat with their heart. I mean, it, you can't say enough about this movie. That's what I'm saying, like, name a better Sorry, no. couple in a movie. <laughs> like, For real goals, This is yeah. it, better looking, better everything. Like, they are, they are the goals. But also, I was thinking of um, one line that stood out as well. And I'm like, whoever wrote this script, probably Robert Rodriguez, I don't know. I know he had his child write um, Sharkboy and Lava Girl, but whoever wrote the line, I snap my fingers and my fingers snap you. <laughs> that was it. I was like, this is the best movie ever. Well, and then also he says, I snap my fingers, the thumbs run in, one of them slips and falls, just slides halfway across the room. But it's fine. Very clearly not competent. And Antonio Banderas, who later in the movie just beats the shit out of four guys with hands right, and yeah. like fists and stuff, no problem. But four thumbs, he's like, maybe I should calm down. They can't even grab him. They don't have hands. <laughs> they're all thumbs. thumbs. But it's like when they walked in at the end where like Machete comes through the window and you can clearly see that they're pretending to struggle and they're like, oh, no. And then as soon as Carmen and Junie walk in, they're like, close your eyes. And then they beat them up. <laughs> it's like, perfect. I also... Speaking of the thumbs, there is an interesting dynamic in the thumb world, which is when Carmen drops into the thumb suit area, 
and she sees there's a thumb on a nurse's table, and there's a female thumb, which is a pinky, I think, or like an index finger. No, but it's like a it's like a it's made a skinnier, up like painted yeah. nail. It's like a manicured nail. Manicured nail in a nurse's outfit, and then the thumb sitting there like flexing his arm thumb. Yeah, I wrote down sexy thumb question. Sexy thumb, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this as a child. I feel like I do. I feel like I thought that was the person on the uh, Blink One Eighty Two cover. I don't know. It just gave me those kind of vibes. <laughs> oh my god! Any other good lines? Anything else? Um, I love sending the thumbs, you know, send our best thumbs, all of those I wrote down. <laughs> just anything to do with the fact that they call thumb thumbs. <laughs> They're just so good. Let's just recap. The plan was, so the OS, part of the OSS is bad. They're corrupt. Yeah, I mean, right? well, Gradenko is. But she's the, she's, she's the head of it. And who is Mr. Lisp? He's just a guy. He's just a, a bad, bad guy. guy. Yeah, a just known okay. bad guy. Unknown bad guy with a billion dollars that he's wasted on Thumb Thumbs Already. And, and Floops TV show. Yeah, like... A billion. Like, that was the, the number. That, yeah. So he's just pumped a billion dollars. He he wants to take over the world or whatever. Right. And so he pumps all this money into the um, into Floops thing. Floop Enterprises, um, yeah. <laughs> Floop Enterprises. And is trying to get them to build some type of an army for him. Right. He doesn't really know what type. He just and 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 he was and, like, "Here's and a the billion crazy dollars." Thing is, yeah, the person you're going to is a person who is also most well known in the public light for having the second most highly rated children's show. Number two. That is who you're it's contracting to make needs, your army. It needs something. It needs something. <laughs> and that's like going to Ben and Jerry's and asking them to uh, <laughs> to make an army. I feel like that's like a similar type of like. Ben and Jerry's just makes like wholesome great, you know what I well, mean? Well, I feel like Ben well. and Jerry's is number one. It's like you go to Briars. That's true. Yeah, you go to Briars. Like, We're trying to poison everyone, so could we put that in your ice cream? Ben and Jerry's is like out here protesting, right? Like they they have a they have a radical side to them. You're going yeah. to yeah JP Licks, and you're like, <laughs> that's where the next uh, yeah masterminds at JP Licks. But but then Floop is like. People are coming to investigate him, and then he's turning them into these, min- like these. Flugies, I don't understand because minions, obviously, the brain of the operation, right? Right. Um, and he has the technology, which is the real turning somebody. I don't like they. They have two technologies going on. They have the technology to turn you into the monsters where you speak backwards, which is such a great like you know you can see, you can hear the message it's if expensive. you just play it in reverse. You know what I mean? You can like that's Red the Hot theme Chili song. I love it. I love then, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stay to heaven. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Give those vibes. So like. They have that technology, and then they also have the technology of the uh, children, the child army, right? Well, and they have cloning thumbs. technology. And the thumb army, yes. They clone all of the third brains. Right. You see them just like. Right, yeah, yeah. It just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just like analyzes it and then like makes a copy. I think yeah. he said light photosynthesis or something like that was the technology that he used to make the children. I don't remember exactly the. Oh, words he gave he said. a I, he gave a name for the technology. I missed that. Yeah, I love that. I like. There's when so much that. to unpack. Like oh the nanotechnology God. that they use. Um... <laughs> so I mean, but Floop just wanted to have the number one TV show, and Minion was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get Lizzie's <laughs> no army to take over the world." domination instead. Floop is like, "This guy's giving me a billion dollars. I'll give him his army as long as I can have my TV show." He's good at heart, kind of. Floop. 
I yeah. mean, he did rise off the but like everybody, all of his most best selling figures are like dismembered OSS. I mean, he gives a uh, a thumb thumb to them at the end because he's making them breakfast. Right. right. Yeah. They, thumb thumbs become thumb their thumbs make breakfast. Well, they're they all anything. <laughs> I just want to know. <laughs> so wait, so, so I, why did he? Why did he turn these agents into his things, the toys? I think they were coming after him. Would be my guess. And, they and did he didn't want to kill them. Yeah. And they exactly. were bestsellers. And they were best. So he, he had an incentive. Yeah, yeah. Off of he had an economic toys. incentive to turn them into uh, thumb thumbs. Not thumb thumbs, but uh, those Whatever. characters yeah. for Floops sure. Floops yeah. was what they were called. Floops Fooglies. Oh, yeah, Myri, what? Can you sing the song? The who, what, when, when, why? That one? <laughs> no, I was going to say the. Uh, that's the, the second oh, movie. The, I mean, the. Flip to Madman. Oh, no, no. I was thinking. Help us, the save us. Dream. And then he's like. That's he kind of like one. has this moment. Yeah. <laughs> and like... then he just trails off and he's like, oh, my dream's fucked up. I should not turn these spies exactly and speaking of um poetic cinema when as we have been speaking of it yeah (laughs) yeah but i i just want to you know i just want to put this out there for any non-believers you know just like just a taste of what robert rodriguez has to offer in this movie they go to san diablo do you remember that yeah yeah that's where they devil saint devil and that's where they meet their doppelgangers the bad and the good Junior and wow. Carl. Ah, because Caitlin goes, where is St. Diablo? And I'm like, I don't know, like, Texas. clearly, yeah, like, southeast, southwestern U.S. or, like, north know. northwest Mexico, somewhere in there. Because they're all speaking Spanish. All the kids are speaking Spanish. Right, yeah. The kid who's like, I want those shoes. Yeah, that was in Spanish. That is very true, well. I just thought of a plot hole that I hadn't thought of before. So... When Floop leads him down, Floop leads Carmen and Junie down to save the parents, and they discover that the dad is Junie's Fugly, right? So then they reverse the process on Junie's dad. Why didn't they reverse the process on the four other secret agents that are just chilling in those jail cells and then go try to fight the 500 kid army? Oh, with the OSS help, yeah. I I mean, they have like three other OSS agents there. Right, yeah, that's they can point. literally more than double their strength. Right, they and they just machete. They only needed five. Well, plus why? And, yeah. Well, and they pl- they had Felix too at that point. Felix was also now a Fugly, so they could have true more than doubled their strength. They could have added five more people to their side, and they were just like, no, 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 we got this. I was a little family. concerned when they were turning Minion into Fugly as well, and I was like, oh, are they just gonna commit him to this faith, uh, to this like life now. But they gave him the choice, and he chose to do it. Um, but he's still in it now. Like well, at the end, when we it's see reversible, it is reversible because the they dad just chose to not normal. to reverse it. Well, now he's being punished by just having to exist as how he how he is now. At, in at least he can speak. TV he can show. speak normal. He can he can speak normal. Well, not normal. He's got like a high pitch now. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, he can speak in forward. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can speak Speaking in forward. forward. That's true. We sound like conspiracy theorists. <laughs> I mean, I remember being so we terrified are. of like the Fooglies or Fluglies or whatever it was. Were you guys terrified of them as children as well? No, I wanted the action figures. I get the vibe. Like, do you know, like, you guys ever watch, like, Caroline, that movie? Like, Coraline? Coraline. 
That's Tim or Burton, whatever right? it is. Yeah, like that movie gave me vibes where I was like, I don't ever want to see, and like this is creepy to me. It's way too creepy for me. Um, I I get kind of similar vibes from the uh, the the Fuglies. 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 I liked him. I was in. Especially Felix. I liked Felix. Felix was the coolest looking one to me. Okay, like. I feel like Felix was the Hannibal Lecter of this movie, where he was only in it for Army a few Hammer. minutes, but <laughs> he was only in it for a few minutes, but his impact was great. Like, I feel like, subconsciously, I thought he was in it for long, like, longer than he was. He established the mustache ripoff as your, your disguise is, is the mustache, and he goes, uh-huh. I'm not your uncle. Like, he, that's... Yeah. You, can't you tell? Yeah. I'm not your uncle. Really. I'm not your uncle. I had this like, fake oh, mustache the whole time. Sense and they're like, now. I mean, okay. you were here the whole time, but okay. Yeah, so all in all, good movie. Highly recommend. If you are still listening to this and haven't watched the movie yet, I don't know what, what to tell doing? you. You we really should just go back and watch Honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. they must really like us, so thank you guys. Um... Yeah, this will be a longer episode. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, Myri, for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? Um, shout out to my sister, Danny, who's a long-time listener of this podcast. And I didn't even tell her that I was going to be on it, so it's a little surprise. But Very yeah, nice. I had a great time. Catch us again in another two weeks. Oh, website relaunch this Tuesday. So the ep- the episode is going to come out on Tuesday, and the new website will be up and running by then, so... Check that out. That's statratspod.com. Fresh new look. Uh, you can find us. Yeah, new look. Yeah, new looking, bios. It's popping off, Jacob. I showed us. It looks great. Looks pretty good. So you guys can go check it out. But yeah, if you have any good stats that you find, anything you want to share with us, if you love Spy Kids, let us know. Um, if you want to be a guest you can find and watch us. a movie with us and then talk about it, let us know. Just, yeah. Th- any recommendations? Yeah, the whole, the whole lot. We're pretty open. So yeah, check us out. We're at statratspod on Instagram. WestatRatsPod at gmail.com, I'm pretty sure, but you can check out the website to double check, which is statratspod.com. Um, yeah, thanks again, everyone, and have a good two weeks. We'll see you guys soon. See ya. Later. <laughs>